You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. This is a podcast in our new People and Life series. After Paula Phelan from Kilcullen had spent 25 years working in the arts, education and community sectors and was in a senior position with a national organisation, she found that where she had arrived at had completely removed her from interaction with people. As she puts it, I was only in bureaucracy and I wanted to work with people again. So she enrolled on a master's course in personal and management coaching last year in University College Cork. The discipline wasn't new to Paula. She already had a level nine diploma in the field and a wealth of experience in leadership and development coaching in organisations. What is new is that she has established her own practice, working with people who may be unsettled in life. I'm a life and leadership coach, so I have a niche. Um, So I'm working with people who feel quite stagnant in their lives. It's not therapy, so it doesn't, I'm not a therapist, so I don't work on kind of trauma from people's past. I work on people who are feeling stagnant in their lives at present. So they might be people who are looking to change career and looking to address work-life balance. A lot of stuff around imposter syndrome, identity, you know, uh, managing relationships, confidence. It's those kind of topics that um, that come up mostly. So it's, it's often people kind of in their 30s, 40s, 50s who, who are looking for change and they're looking for support to, to make that change really happen. Ireland has been probably a little slower than elsewhere on personal life coaching, although Paula believes COVID has given people time to think more about how they want to live their life in a different way. I think COVID has have, have given people time, I think, to think a little bit more about how they're living their life and really name that they want to live their lives in a different way. And, you know, change is hard. So, and, you know, having support, like really, you know, qualified support to, to make that happen, you know, certainly there seems to be and much more energy around that. I mean, it's very prevalent in industry. You know, in commercial industry, lots of you know, organisations would have a coach available to their staff. I work in organisations, but I also work then with individuals for coaching too. As Paula said, people working in large organisations are quite used to the coaching thing. But for individuals, is there an inherent hesitancy about going the personal coaching route? I think so. I think, um, you know, understand, I think the word coach, for instance, even in terms of language, has been understood as somebody, you know, a sports coach, you know. Um, so I think even on the understanding of what a coach is, is, is new in Ireland, new but absolutely growing. There might have been a hesitancy in terms of the same hesitancy that would be there traditionally in Ireland around engaging in therapy, you know, so is there a taboo around asking for help in Ireland? I think there is. Um, but I do think, you know, that's been chipped away at um, and is not as prevalent in, you know, as it would have been in the past. And from that last comes a question. If somebody has been in therapy, 
Can coaching be a follow-up? It works both ways. So a therapist might refer somebody um, at the end of their process for coaching. You know, that the next phase is coaching in terms of how they take everything that they've learned from therapy into their lives and really act it out. Um, And then there would be times when somebody would come to me and I would say, actually, um, it's not coaching you need right now, it's therapy. So, you know, I would say that there's a great responsibility on therapists and coaches to be very boundaried in that. Um, You know, I work in the present and the future and therapist works from in the past with with the person. So they're two very different processes. Paula offers coaching to every age and laughs when asked, if there's an upper age limit. Oh God, I don't think so. <laughs> um, no, I hope myself to be working with my own coach for the rest of my life. Um, I don't think there's an, ever a time when you know everything or you can't learn um, about more about yourself. So I certainly have worked with much older people, certainly in terms of you know that change into retirement or you know beyond that you know identity i suppose for older people is really you know people that are coming from a life maybe where their identity is is attached to their work or their parenting and suddenly you know their identity is now an older person and they're very uncomfortable with that so there's a lot of work really worth worthwhile work that can be done you know at, at all stages of life there are of course differences between the familiar concept of being coached for a career for instance and for personal life. All of us living have life (laughs) and it's probably the one thing that we take the least support for, you know, and the breadth of life. So, you know, career career coaching is is one very small element um, of a coaching portfolio. If you're looking to get a job, you know, or, you know, you're going to an interview, then somebody can coach you around that specific topic. But the broader aspects of kind of life fulfillment are much more complex and require, I suppose, a broader kind of skill base and understanding in terms of what that is for any one person. And everyone's story is different, so it, it works differently for, for for each person. My life coaching is, is, is much, it's much more around the life fulfillment space. Paula talks about a client's story and how listening is critical noting that a life coach will often be silent for a long time. The skill of listening well and silence is, um, I suppose, often what people find uh, quite different about coaching. Your coach will will often be silent for a really, really long time and and let that story unfold and probe and, um, you know, stay in that space. I work from a narrative coaching model. My coaching approach is person-centred, and um, so it's it's working from everybody's individual stories, and you know, working with shadows and strengths within those stories to kind of you know see find new pathways forward and address maybe um, identity and and look at characters within stories and you know prevalence for some characters and you know maybe a lack of prevalence for others. So so somebody's story is their life and how they tell their story you know, reveals a lot, I suppose, for me as a coach, and that's the material that I would work with. That material which Paula works with is distinctively different for each person and requires very individual approaches on her part. I always work with who the client is, you know, and and what it is they're trying to achieve. So sometimes I would revert to a solution-focused approach, which would be much more kind of... uh, on a topic, black and white, and, you know, 
we figure out what to do together. But to be honest, most people are presenting with, with much more complex um, narratives that need kind of very careful unpicking. So I tend to be in the narrative space quite a lot. I really enjoy supporting people well. And I also really believe in coaching as a process. I, you know, I've been through a, a really long-term coaching process myself and it has changed my life. So I, I suppose I believe in that. I believe that if people engage in it, um, you know, that they will have, a, you know, a really transformative experience. When you're working with people's ambitions, fears and insecurities, it can be very easy to get personally involved. That's a danger which Paula is very aware of, and she has ways of keeping her distance. So, so the way I manage that is, first of all, I, I have a level nine postgraduate diploma in this specific field. So I have knowledge and skill from that. I'm, I'm entering into mass into a final year of a master's, you know, that, that enhances all of my skill around keeping boundaries. I also engage in supervision all the time. So if there's ever a case of you know, me feeling that I'm being drawn into something personally, you know, I, I, I have my own coach and I, I work with that with my supervisor. And, and, you know, I suppose that's professionalism. That's the difference in talking stuff out with maybe your friends or your family and, and going into that professional space because I have the skills, you know, to make sure that this stays within that boundary space and I have empathy and compassion, but I also make sure that people are held really accountable for, for, for what we decide to do. So it's, it can be tricky, you know, some, some things that come up are, are deeply personal and, and, you know, you want the very best for your clients. And, but your training, your training helps you, you know, in, in all of that. So, finally, is coaching for everybody? It doesn't work if you, if it's actually what you need is therapy. So, um, coaching comes after therapy or, you know, from a place where you might not need therapy. You need to understand, I think, what coaching is and to make sure it's the right fit for you. If you're looking for advice on something, coaching is not the right place for you to be. Uh, you need a mentor, and that's a very different um, relationship. So, you know, sometimes I've had to say, you know, maybe I, I think what you're really looking to coach is, like, I think what you're really looking for here is mentorship, and that's a different um, space. That was Paula Phelan, personal life coach, in this new series on people and life. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary and thank you for listening.